Welcome to the journey home, perfecting the art of connection through internal family systems. Hi, my name is Angela Carter and I'm your host. I'm the author of Give a Flying F About Your Thoughts They Matter and Releasing Trauma with Love. I'm also the creator of the Advancing Heart Protocol, a process to activate the parasympathetic nervous system to create safety in the body and then release and recode its emotional charge. I'm the director of the Consinity Group, which hosts three therapeutic services, the Trauma Release Centre, a neuroscience-based therapeutic service, the Phenomenal Therapist, an online self-led IFS group therapy community, and Consinity, where I support health professionals to thrive in their jobs and their lives through the integration of internal family systems. Now, some would describe me as a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, sister, friend, therapist, even a lover. But I describe myself as a sacred being, a warrior of the truth and a status quo disruptor. You see, I'm really passionate about everyone having access to -to up-to-date therapies and interventions that return them to their natural state. I call it the journey home. I'm an IFS informed practitioner and have over 100 hours of training under my belt. And I've also been in the trenches and done my own work and it's an ongoing journey. I'm not a purist when it comes to models, but I do love IFS and I integrate IFS into most areas of my work. For those of you that don't know anything about internal family systems or IFS as we all call it, IFS assumes that we are multiplicity beings with the healing energy of the self. And the self is the part of you that knows exactly who you are and what you want. It can't be damaged and it already contains the wisdom to heal internal and external relationships. So come on a journey with me and build a deeper connection with your inner world to illuminate the directions towards the life of your dreams through sacred messages and internal family systems. I bring you this podcast to connect with your sacred warrior, to attune yourself to self-leadership and reveal your innate gifts and call in your ideal reality by accessing and harmonizing parts of your psyche that have claimed your life. So let's begin today's journey. Welcome to this week's podcast and last week we spoke about parts that have an addictive nature. One of the things that I raised in that podcast was about the addiction to abusive relationships and so it felt natural for this week's podcast to focus on that. So in this podcast we will explore the complex world of trauma bonding from a therapeutic perspective. So as a trauma therapist, I have experienced firsthand the profound impact trauma bonding can have on individuals and the challenges that can arise in breaking free from these attachment patterns. So in this podcast, I will share my insights on those abusive relationships and trauma bonding, drawing on the latest research and clinical best practices in trauma therapy. And through clinical sessions with clients who have navigated their way out of trauma bonding, I will also explore practical strategies and tools for healing from trauma, developing a greater sense of self-awareness and self-compassion and building healthier patterns relating to others. So whether you're a fellow therapist seeking to deepen your understanding of trauma bonding or an individual seeking support in breaking free from these patterns, I invite you to join me on this journey of healing and growth.
So there's a growing body of research that suggests the link between a traumatic past and an increased likelihood of engaging in abusive behavior in relationships. And some of the research that I've read states that some of this is learned behaviors. So individuals that have experienced trauma in their past may have learned that aggression and violence are effective ways of coping with difficult situations. It makes sense. They may have witnessed or experienced abuse in their own family or community and may have come to believe that this is an acceptable way of relating to others. Research also suggests that if people have difficulty with emotional regulation, that that can be a dominant factor. And we also know that trauma can lead to difficulties with emotional regulation such as difficulties managing anger or anxiety. And so this can result in individuals reacting impulsively and lashing out at their partners in abusive ways. So we really need to understand this, that no one sets out to be abusive, but they do have these abusive parts and these abusive behaviours. And another contributing factor to that can be low self-esteem because trauma can also lead to feelings of low self-worth and shame. Individuals who feel worthless or undeserving of love and respect may engage in abusive behaviours to exert control over their partner just to really compensate for their inadequacy. Trauma can also lead to the development of mental health issues such as PTSD, depression and anxiety. And so these conditions can contribute to abusive behaviours by impairing an individual's ability to regulate their emotions and control their behaviour. So why I also know and respect and understand that not all individuals who have experienced trauma will go on to engage in abusive behaviours, there is evidence to suggest that a traumatic past can increase the risk of abusive relationships. So it's important for individuals who have experienced trauma to seek out support and treatment to help them manage the effects of their past experiences and avoid perpetual cycles of abuse. And in addition to the potential for past traumas to contribute to abusive behaviors in relationship, research also suggests that individuals who have experienced trauma may be more likely to form unhealthy codependent relationships characterized by what is known as trauma bonding. So trauma bonding is a psychological phenomenon in which an individual becomes emotionally attached to someone abusive or otherwise harmful to them due to experience trauma together or as a result of the abuser's manipulation tactics. So the partner may feel a sense of loyalty or dependence on the abuser and may even believe that the abuser is expressing love or affection. So some possible reasons that research has suggested for the development of trauma bonding in unhealthy relationships include shared trauma. So in some cases, both partners may have experienced trauma in their past and may feel a sense of connection or shared experience, which makes sense because our system loves familiarity and we also are relational beings and so people connect through their shared experiences. Research also suggests that there is an intermittent reinforcement, meaning that the abusive partners may use intermittent reinforcement in which they alternate between affection and abuse. And this keeps their partner emotionally invested and dependent on them. There's also a sense of learned helplessness. 
So trauma can lead to a sense of learned helplessness in which the partner feels powerless to change their situation or escape the abuse. And this can contribute to feelings of dependence, a sense of being trapped in the relationship. And as you will know as an individual or as a therapist, low self-esteem is also a dominant factor. So individuals who've experienced trauma may also struggle with low self-worth and may believe that they do not deserve a healthy loving relationship. So as you can hear and research suggest, trauma bonding can be a difficult cycle to break and individuals in unhealthy abusive relationships may require support and intervention to help them recognize and overcome this pattern. So therapy and support groups can be a really effective tool in helping individuals heal from trauma and develop healthier and more fulfilling relationships. But one thing that trauma bonding also can create and why people tend to be drawn back into abusive relationships is a false sense of safety. So the abuser can be manipulative and controlling from the start of the relationship while creating a sense of closeness and intimacy. And this can make it difficult for the partner to recognize the abuse and leave the relationship. I know that I have been in one of those relationships myself and even married the abusive partner because of the manipulation and control at the beginning of the relationship which seemed like closeness and intimacy that later on it turned out to be very different. But at that time in my life I hadn't understood my own abuse patterns, my own trauma and the cycle that was perpetuating throughout my system. So at the beginning of the relationship the abuser may use tactics such as love Love bombing, where they shower the partner with affection and attention, making them feel really special and wanted. And that's exactly what happened in my relationship. And this can create a powerful bond between the partner and the abuser, where the partner may interpret it as love. I felt so special, so safe, so adored, so honored in this relationship, but it wasn't real and it wasn't true. So as the relationship starts to progress, the abuser becomes increasingly controlling and abusive, using tactics such as gaslighting, coercion and intimidation to maintain the power over the victim. Also isolation, creating distance between the partner and their family. So this cycle of abuse and affection can create a sense of confusion and instability for the partner, which can further strengthen the trauma bond. Often you feel like you're going mad. It's like, what on earth is going on? It must be me. So additionally, the abuser may use manipulation tactics to isolate the partner from their support networks, further increasing their dependence on the abuser. The trauma bonding can also create a full sense of safety and attachment in the abusive relationship, making it difficult for the partner to recognize the abuse and really just want to leave the relationship. I know that I would have stayed in my marriage forever because I just didn't see it. Luckily that my husband, because I started working with my parts and really understanding that and what was going on, that that actually made my abuser, my ex-husband, disconnect from me because he could see that I could see what was happening in that relationship. But that took a long time for that to happen. So I always encourage partners in abusive relationships to seek support and 
resources to help them to recognize and break free from the trauma bond and develop healthy patterns to relating with others. So working with parts that need a sense of safety can be an important aspect of healing from trauma bonding and moving out of the patterns of unhealthy relationships. So I'm now going to go through with you and just explore some ways in which we can start to move from a trauma bonding experience. So one of the first things to do is develop a sense of self-awareness. By doing that, you start to learn and recognize the patterns and triggers that contribute to a trauma bonding. You can begin to break free from these patterns and this may involve working with a therapist or an IFS practitioner and understanding the parts that are trauma bonded. And as you start to identify and work with the parts, if you're working under an internal family systems model, you'll then be encouraged to identify them, that they're just parts of yourself, that these are parts that are holding on to trauma or are contributing to unhealthy patterns in a relationship, but they're not all of you, which is often when you're trauma bonded, you start to think that because that's what your abuser wants you to think. So by working with these parts, you can start to develop a greater sense of self-awareness, self-compassion, and begin to release yourself from the grip of trauma bonding. You also, in this space, start to develop a sense of safety. So developing a sense of safety is essential from healing from trauma bonding and developing healthy patterns of relating to others. And this may involve identifying and practicing self-care strategies that promote feelings of safety and security, such as engaging in regular exercises, spending time in nature, connecting with supportive friends or family, or just simply being present with your parts and really getting to understand what is it that they're wanting you to know and what do they need from you in this moment to feel safe. And then you move into that place of starting to build healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are a real important aspect of moving out of patterns of unhealthy relationships. This may involve seeking out support from a therapist or support group or actively seeking out relationships with individuals who promote feelings of safety and security. Moving out of those unhealthy patterns involves a commitment to self-awareness and self-compassion to create this development of healthy relationships. So by working with the parts that need a sense of safety, you can begin to break free from the grip of trauma bonding and develop healthy patterns of relating to others. Now, I love IFS and obviously this podcast is about IFS, but it's not the only modality that can be used in terms of releasing yourself from trauma bonding. But I just want to talk about IFS and how trauma bonding can be understood in the IFS model as an adaptive response of certain parts of the psyche to attachment trauma. So when we experience attachment trauma, parts of ourselves can become activated to protect us from further harm. And these parts may take on a belief and behaviors that lead to trauma bonding to ensure survival and safety. And it just makes so much sense. So I'm just going to go through with you now just some parts that may be prone to trauma bonding under the IFS model. So if we start with exiles, so exiles are part of ourselves that carry the memories and emotions of past traumatic experiences. And when exiles become activated, they may feel an intense emotional pain 
fear or shame. So to cope with these overwhelming feelings, exiles may seek comfort and safety in familiar relationships, even if they're unhealthy or abusive. Because remember, the brain loves familiarity, even if it is unsafe. So let's move on to firefighters. So firefighters are parts of ourselves that respond to triggers by engaging in impulsive or self-destructive behaviors such as substance abuse, which we spoke about in the last podcast, binge eating or self-harm. These are all addictive patterns. And so when firefighters become activated, they may seek out relationships that offer temporary relief from emotional pain, even if they are ultimately harmful. And now let's talk about managers. So in IFS, managers are parts of ourselves that work to prevent further harm by controlling our behavior and interactions with others. When managers become activated, they may seek out relationships that offer a sense of security and control, even if they're ultimately unhealthy or abusive. So any parts of ourselves that are activated in response to attachment trauma has the potential to become stuck in patterns of trauma bonding. And so by working with these parts in IFS therapy, we can develop a greater sense of self-awareness and self-compassion, learn to break free from these patterns and develop healthier patterns of relating to others. So when working with trauma bonding, there are several clinical practices that we need to support clients through to break free from unhealthy patterns and develop a healthier relationship, both with themselves and others. And so if you are a therapist or you're an individual listening listening to this who's in an unhealthy relationship it's essential to establish a safety plan this includes identifying potential risks and creating a plan for safety for leaving or ending the relationship another important aspect of clinical practice is psychoeducation this podcast is psychoeducational because it's providing you with information and education about trauma bonding which can help you develop some insights into your own patterns ifs is is another practice that can be used it's very effective in terms of its approach with working for trauma bonding as it helps clients really identify and work with the different parts of themselves that contribute to their own patterns and this can include helping clients connect with their exiled parts releasing emotions associated with past trauma and developing healthier relationships with firefighters and managers mindfulness is also another good practice deep breathing and body scanning can help you as a person or as a client or as a therapist to help your clients regulate their emotions and decrease reactivity to triggers that may lead to trauma bonding. Group therapy can also provide people with supportive community of individuals experiencing similar challenges. And I know in my IFS group called The Journey Home, group therapy offers lots of opportunities for skill building, emotional regulation and development of healthy relationships within a community setting. So when working with trauma bonding as a trauma therapist, I know it's important to approach clients with empathy and compassion and a non-judgmental attitude. So by creating a safe and supportive 
board of therapeutic environment and utilizing evidence-based treatments, clients begin to break free from unhealthy patterns and develop healthier relationships. And I'm going to take this opportunity just to share with you three clients who I've worked with. Their names are obviously changed for confidentiality purposes, but they release themselves from trauma bonding through IFS and have gone on to have healthy, loving relationships. So the first client I'm going to talk to you about is Sarah. Sarah had a history of abusive relationships and struggled to break free from the cycle of trauma bonding. And in therapy, she identified several parts contributing to her patterns, including a manager part that believed it was safer to be with an abusive partner and a firefighter part that sought the temporary relief of emotional pain through substance use. So through IFS, Sarah could connect with the exiled parts that held the emotional pain and release those emotions. She also developed self-compassion for the parts that sought out unhealthy relationships and developed healthier relationships with her manager and firefighter parts. She ultimately ended her abusive relationship and has been in a healthy supportive relationship for a couple of years now. And then I have another client who I named John. And John had a pattern of seeking out partners who are emotionally unavailable and struggled to form healthy long-term relationships. And in therapy, he discovered an exile part that held the emotional pain of his parents' divorce when he was a child. His part believed that love and relationships were painful and should be avoided. Through IFS therapy, John could connect with this part and offer it compassion and understanding. He also developed a new healthier relationship with his manager and firefighter parts that no longer sought out emotionally unavailable partners. He eventually met and formed a healthy loving relationship with a partner who could meet his emotional needs. And then finally a beautiful client called who are well who I've named Maria. Maria had a history of being in emotionally abusive relationships and struggled to break free from the cycle of trauma bonding. She discovered an exiled part in therapy that held an emotional pain of past trauma, including childhood abuse and a previous abusive relationship. This part was causing her to seek out partners who were emotionally distant and abusive. Through IFS therapy, Maria could connect with this part and offer it compassion and understanding. She also developed a new healthier relationship with her firefighter part that no longer sought out emotionally abusive relationships. She eventually ended her abusive relationship and has since formed healthy supportive relationships with friends and family. So as we come to the end of this podcast I just want you to connect with yourself and see what's happening for you if you believe that you're trauma bonded or potentially in an abusive relationship there are some things that you can do. So we've explored the concept of trauma bonding in this psychological phenomenon a person develops a strong attachment to their abuser as a result of experiencing intense repeated abuse. We've discussed the clinical best practices for working with trauma bonding, which includes safety planning, psychoeducation, IFS therapy, although there are other therapies, mindfulness, trauma-focused therapies, and group therapy. We've also looked at how IFS can be an effective approach for working with trauma bonding, as it helps clients identify and work with the different parts of themselves that contribute 
contribute to their patterns. We've explored three case studies of clients who've successfully moved out of trauma bonding relationships through IFS therapy. I just wanted to highlight in this podcast the importance of understanding trauma bonding because it provides practical strategies for therapists and clients and people like yourself to work through the complex challenges of healing from trauma and building healthy relationships. So as always in this podcast, and I know this one has been slightly longer than the others, but I feel it was really important to give you that psychoeducation along with clinical practices and a real key understanding about abusive relationships, trauma bonding and how we become addicted. But now we will go into a practice to work with the trauma bonded parts with love and compassion. So begin by finding a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down, and take a few deep breaths. And as you inhale, feel the air filling your lungs and expanding your belly. And as you exhale, feel yourself relaxing and releasing any tension. Now bring to mind a relationship or a situation where you have experienced trauma bonding. Visualize this relationship or situation in as much detail as you can. Allow yourself to feel the emotions that come up, whether it's fear, shame, anger, or sadness. As you bring this relationship or situation to mind, notice any parts of yourself that are present. You may notice a part that feels scared, a part that feels ashamed, a part that feels angry or a part that just feels numb. Whatever parts arise, offer them compassion and understanding. Through this podcast, you've now got more information about why you trauma bond. With the hope that you can offer these parts compassion. Now, Imagine that there is a wise, compassionate part of you that is able to offer support and guidance to these parts. This part may take the form of a loving parent, a wise mentor, or a compassionate friend. Allow this wise, compassionate part to connect with the scared, ashamed, angry or numb parts of yourself. Offer these parts comfort and reassurance, letting them know that they are safe and protected. And as you continue to breathe, Imagine a gentle healing light surrounding you and these parts 
this healing light to fill you with love and compassion and to release any negative or limiting beliefs or emotions that are associated with the trauma bonding. And now focus on yourself, self-energy that represents your true self. The you that is not defined by trauma bonding or any other past experiences. Connect with self, feeling the love, strength and resilience that is within you. And as you connect with your true self, Imagine a cord of light connecting you to the trauma bonding relationship or situation. See this cord of light gradually dissolving, releasing any hold that the trauma bonding has had on you. Allow yourself to feel a sense of peace and freedom as you let go of any patterns that no longer serve you. And when you are ready, take a few more deep breaths. Allow yourself to slowly come back to the present moment. And remember that you can return to this meditation practice anytime you need to release any trauma bonding parts and connect with your true self. Thank you for journeying with me today. And if you like this episode, you can subscribe, like, or share it with your friends, loved ones, and colleagues. If you want to stay connected with me or to find out a little bit more about what I do, you can find me at my three websites, traumareleasecenter.com, consinity.co and phenomenaltherapist.com. You can also connect with me at my Facebook, Phenomenal Therapist, A Journey Home. And if you'd like to purchase any of my books, you'll find them on Amazon. And if you would really like to continue this journey and receive a complimentary digital copy of my book, please feel free to contact me at any of the websites that I've mentioned. I also have a free resource for you if you'd like to experience the internal family systems journey in the comfort of your own home. And again, you will find that at phenomenaltherapist.com. If you want to access affordable live group IFS therapy, join our Journey Home community. You will find us at phenomenaltherapist.com. So thank you for taking the time to share this journey with me. Until the next time, listen for those sacred messages.